Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D &D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three shots at my local bar. Fellas, go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the raw dog and straight, probably gasoline, Jared. <laughs> Armo's checking in. How are you guys doing? Uh, My shot of choice is Southern Comfort. It's amazing. Oh, I was, I was on the nose with that one. Yeah, I love <laughs> that stuff. I don't know why. Just no chaser. Just, oh, good drinking straight. Love that stuff. It's my That's shot of choice. Absolutely fucking disgusting. <laughs> I know. No one likes it. <laughs> You're so no gross. one likes it. When we yeah, went to fun fact, fun little story. Uh we went to Germany, me and Alec, to do uh TwitchCon and uh, we went to the first restaurant we found was this like little uh Mexican food place. We, we were yep. in Germany eating Mexican food. It's a weird thing. Mexican Anyways, food and beers. It was great. Yeah. And okay. so when we're there, I just happened to look over and see that there's a bottle of Soko there and it's like almost gone. And so we sat there and drank the rest of it and finished it. It was wonderful. That was the last time I actually probably drank it. Yep. You know, I I don't like Southern Comfort, but I got to tell you during Christmas in your eggnog, it fucking slaps. Not gonna lie. That's something special. Bro, you can I drink just, it with Dr. Pepper. Bro, just raw dog eggnog. Bro. Really? It's the best. Yeah. Can, can you stop Sweet. using the word raw dog? It's like actually <laughs> what? fucking. I'm trying to make raw dog happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to bring it back, dude. Just let it die. Anyways, I am Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I'm definitely the tequila shot of this podcast. You fucking bitch, dude. <laughs> I hate you wrecked. so much. Really? In he Gold doesn't or, even have a Gold brand, dude. That's how you know he's not a tequila shot guy. Because right. he did he's just like, oh tequila. Just tequila in general. Fine. Casamigos, man. No, Cas you Amigos. fucking bitch. I hate <laughs> you so fucking much. Come on. Are you gonna say Casamigos? <laughs> I literally had it right here in front of me. Casamigos. Blanca. That's insane. You know what? That's 1800, 1800s. That's that's my shot of choice. Oh. All right, Alec, your turn. <laughs> don't make sure you don't steal anybody's choice, okay? Yeah. All right, what's going on, guys? My name is Alec. I play Drill of the Ashborn, and um, my favorite, uh, <laughs> my favorite shot. I would actually go with a Prairie Fire, and if prairie you don't know fire. what that is, oh wow, it's a shot of tequila with a dab of Tabasco in it. Oh, nice! Mm. It's delicious. I, I noticed. Oh, what I noticed something else. I can't remember what it is. A rattlesnake, I believe, is what I've heard it called. Hmm. Um, that is pretty good though. Yeah, the other one it's is, actually uh, really good. Yeah, flaming Dr. Peppers. Have you had those? Those are amazing. I already know what goes in it without even ever hearing it before, and I want to throw up already. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you ever hear a fireball, bro? <laughs> no, it's not fireball. It's not fireball. No, mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. Also, we have to, um, you know, if you guys aren't twenty-one, we don't, we don't recommend drinking. All right, go ahead and wait till you're twenty-one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go twenty-one and, just, and up. Throwing that caveat out there, 21 up, guys, okay? Tony, what about you? Oh, um, my go-to shot, and it's purely because it, like, gets the party going. It's not straight ass like Jared's shot, um, <laughs> is kamikaze shots. I don't know what's in them. Those? Don't know what's in them. Those, they're <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I am highly disappointed I didn't say that. I always get kamikaze shots. I've... Yeah. Because, like, one, they taste good. So you would get people like Antho. It's like, whoa, that tastes awesome. And then people who never heard it before go, what's a kamikaze shot, bro? I mean, that's my impersonation of someone who's been like six or seven drinks in already. But they're like, whoa, this is awesome. And then, you know, it's also kind of cheap on the bill. 
I hate mm-hmm. vodka, but it's it's just triple sec and lime juice added in, so yep. I don't see how that can be bad. Lime juice just makes everything not taste like butt. Yeah. Jared, also I'm looking at this. A Dr. Pepper shot is not a shot because it has eight ounces of beer in it, which makes it you just not a shot. You make them into little baby shots and you light them on fire. Well, maybe they're on the West Coast, brother, but over here in America, that's a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know Mountain Dew was a whiskey chaser at one point, sir? <laughs> this has gone on way too long. It's true. All right. All right, go. Dan, can you just do All the right. recap, please, or the rundown? Rundown. It's uh, been a little too long. Uh, if you uh, haven't listened to our long rest, uh, we did release a free patreon episode onto spotify so my rundown is about the patreon and that free episode uh we did a little movie review on the dnd 404 movie that's right they made it after our podcast inspired by us i'm pretty sure uh nobody's done dnd podcast before us so uh that's right we're suing them for taking our ideas and content uh we'll we'll keep you updated on that but if you want to hear about the movie review we also did a a review on that uh jared tony and i because alec was on vacation you can go listen to that right now again it's called the long rest or if you want to hear a bunch of other behind the scenes content original audio pieces go to dnd uh sorry go to patreon.com slash dnd 404 that's patreon.com slash dnd 404 i was doing so good until that moment gotta keep so it good patreon.com yeah. backslash enron no, go support yeah, yeah. <laughs> also i'm drinking a uh, monster energy drink uh to represent my sister and her energy today because she is playing assassins Mm. And uh, has been using this to get through the uh, the week. So Shannon, uh, if you're mit- down on one Monster Energy drink, it's because I took one. <laughs> Who's the real thief? <laughs> I mean. Anyways, how about we get into Arc Five, Tony? That's right, because there's no recap. Unless somebody wants to do the recap of the whole arc. Here we go. We're gonna roll it. Who would it Two. have been? <laughs> it would have been Alec. <laughs> Alec, recap the whole arc four. Baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, get right into it. After the bard plays that intro, hit it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D and D four hundred four. Gentlemen, boyos, adventurers, welcome to Arc Five. Yeah. Now, before we begin, let's understand where we. Are the three of you are currently camped out in a secret cave hideout that was once occupied by the Red Dawn that you just recently foiled. From what you gathered, the cave's purpose was to store weapons and artillery to supply a small army. There is also an active portal on the cave floor that leads directly to Shadowfell. Lastly, the entrance is protected by illusionary magic. At, uh, at the mouth of the cave so it blends in with the rest of the mountain that you're on. The mountain range you are in is along the northernmost border of Aramore between the Sigic College and Lord Baron's Divider. Now, like before, the world has always been yours to explore, but we begin this arc back in the material plane of Humbrea with new lore, knowledge, and critical information. Now, Bloodshot Bandits, what are you doing as you wake up on this fine spring morning in this dark indigenous cave? Dennis is doing angry calisthenics. 
So, uh, Midas, this is actually a great pickup point. Let's start with you. So you have just finished writing a very detailed and lengthy letter uh, to your mother, right? F from, um, because when we left off, you were reading a letter from your mother that was suggesting that um, that Miranor was suggested to be the next in line because they haven't heard from you, which what seems like to be a year. I mean, nine, nine months isn't that long. That's I really shouldn't have done something like that in nine months. <laughs> so you handed this letter off to Aotera, yeah. has already left from the far-fetched courier service, and he is going to send that letter back. Um, and we are picking up on this fine, beautiful spring morning. So what are the three of you doing? I was going to say, I think Drell is probably still asleep. Uh, he's had an extremely eventful uh, past few days. Um, so he's definitely probably the last one up. Probably a lot of ale. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he burned a, burned through a few of the uh, alchemy jug rounds uh, before he went to bed. The three of you have definitely had the longest long rest of your life. Like a t pretty much like a 24-hour powwow to just recoup from all the shit that you just went through. Yeah. Yeah. Reginald is still sleepy. He's like... <laughs> Blood of the innocent. <laughs> Human fingers. <laughs> hey. I also think Drell's probably had a lot of time um, to like internally analyze everything, like everything that's happened, especially with him and um, mm -hmm. transforming and the loss of his best friend. Yeah, I feel like he's he's probably definitely spent the last twenty four hours. Um, in like deep thought about like who he is and like what he knows himself to be and like his family and because he's obviously extremely confused with like what the fuck is happening to him. Yeah, so you definitely had a good amount of time to reflect. Um, this is also a good point, a good reminder. You guys are all level 11 and Woo. any equipment that you may have had or have had questions about now understand and know and you have attuned to the new items you have gotten. You have caught up on all of your gear. So... When you wake up, the three of you can probably have breakfast now. But if there's anything you would like to do, let me know. All right, everybody, wake up. I throw a rock at Armos. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, can we just have like another five hours? We got places to be. And I shake Reginald up and down. <laughs> yeah, come on, Minus. Give us like five more minutes. And I like roll. <laughs> I don't want to get out of bed yet. We got stuff to do. And I throw Sid over to start jumping on Drill. <laughs> I just stare Sid dead in the face like, don't fucking do it. He stares you back emotionless. <laughs> I flick him off of me <laughs> like an ant. Um, yeah, no, but I think uh, Drell probably, I think he's um, definitely excited to, uh, I guess, make his way back into the material realm. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I think he probably gets ready and, and is ready to head out. Okay, Armos. Ready to go as well. I'm singling you out, Armos, if you have anything you want to do, because last time you pulled uh, you know, a staff out of some out of your ass, literally. <laughs> so is, would you like to pull another staff out of your ass right now? Do you have any other warlock shit you wanna <laughs> remind me of before we start? Um is a dagger? <laughs> a sulfur, whatever the hell? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Me say you know boys now, like anything you want to mention before we go? Mm, not currently. Oh yeah, uh, guys. By the way, I forgot to mention. Thanks for almost letting me die. Um, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, 
Yeah, especially you, Armos. I remember you very distinctly as I was a dragon um, trying to go for the giant uh, blood shard that was in the middle of the courtyard rather than, you know, helping Menace and I. So, um, yeah, thanks for being such a great team player. I appreciate it. You know, it made me really powerful, and uh, look what happens. It made him really powerful, guys. It made him really yeah, powerful. Yeah. And then uh, I went up there. Yeah, yeah, real powerful. We also gave you one, okay? We let it go once. Beat <laughs> us halfway. It was right there, okay? It took, like, literally six seconds. <laughs> Drell turns to Menace, and he goes, Menace, does, does Armos not realize, like, what's happening? <laughs> he realizes Reginald's like not his friend, right? He re he realizes this. What? What? Wait. This guy? Reginald's not our friend? Yeah, this he's always guy. trying to eat hands, dude. He literally was eating my foot earlier. Hey, don't oh. you eat steak? Isn't your friend a steak? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, Menace, he didn't mean that. Wow. He meant like other cows. <laughs> and Drell like turns around like. <laughs> Wait, who's he talking about? I just turn around. <laughs> I'm looking around the room. I, I'm, I'm very confused. Who's a steak? This is wonderful. Uh, anyway, so where'd you guys want to go today? Well, I this think it's time we get our diplomas. Like... <laughs> what? Wait, what do you mean diplomas? Oh yeah, I signed us up for classes at the Sigil College. Wait. <laughs> what? Imagine. Are you trying to, trying to tell me you enrolled me into school? <laughs> well, no, I didn't actually do anything, but I, I went to uh, the Sigit College. Uh, Armos and I went there for a second, obviously, and came back. And uh, we gotta go say hi to Kemi Joe. He's got a. Uh, uh, seems like there's a lot of cool stuff over there. We should look at before heading to the divide. Oh wait, so we are near. Okay, okay. This is all coming to Drell slowly because because he has no idea like where. I guess we were. Yeah, Drell. So uh, if you look at this map, we're here. Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. I think. I think we're here. I, I kind of like uh, looked at the sun and the shadow of a tree and kind of calculated that we must be around this smudge. Oh, no, not that smudge. That's from lunch. But this smudge that I put directly there. Mm -hmm. So when the three of you are figuring out where you are and you go outside to take a look, you notice that it's nice spring weather. More specifically, it's on the cusp of the edge of winter and spring to the point where you do see like melted snow on the ground and like spring is practically here when you look out into the horizon you are pretty high up you are you know that trekking down this mountain it will take a little bit of time but what you see is that on your right you see the Sigil college and on your left you see this fortress on an island that you have not seen before but drell you know that's Lord Baron's divider. Because mm -hmm. I've been there, right? Yes. You, right at the beginning of the campaign, when you got to Gilo, you had to pass this divider. Yeah. You went down. So from your mountain range, you don't see a solid straightforward path. There would be a bit of climbing and hiking involved. Down at the base, at the clearing, where you see like you would come out of the mountain range, is a tower structure. You're too far away to really see what it is, but it looks like a little encampment. And from what you can guess, this is like uh, a tower or a checkpoint between the Sigil College and Lord Baron's Divider. That if you went there um, to that tower, it'll be like equidistant to either location. So if you look at the map, you are 
right here. Oh, I thought we were on the other side. So we're actually kind of close. Yeah, you are pretty close to either location. The reason for this location, from what you gather from the notes back in Caleb's war room, is that they were using this room as a small armory to maybe attack Lord Baron or the city college. Mm. You could probably guess by the time you figure out a way down this mountain path, it'll probably take you a full day to get to either location. And if you wanted to travel between the two locations, City College and Lord Barons, it'll probably take you about half a day at most. They're not too far from each other. I do, when we go outside the cave after we get our stuff together, I do make like some marking of stones that I would recognize if we came back here outside. Mm -hmm. So you, know? you wouldn't necessarily have to do that with Drell around. Drell knows the exact location of yeah. all the Shadowfell portals. That's true. Yeah, miss. I know everything, so... <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I put on my glasses as I walked true. down the hill. What? Follow <laughs> me, guys. Wait, why does Drell know this? Because I know all the entrances and exits of Shadowfell, because that was my Fuzel, question. This is the knowledge he asked for with Madame Fazel. Remember the time I asked an important question <laughs> and you guys all asked useless stuff? Yeah. <laughs> It's coming back into play. Wow. <laughs> That's so helpful right now. That's actually yep. ridiculously helpful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. How helpful were you? was your guys' questions so far? Oh, nothing? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so I think, um, I think with us in agreement that we're going to head for the tower in between uh, both, um, I think yeah. we kind of just all head out. Okay. So when you exit the cave, you can kind of find a bit of a path to go down the mountain, but it, it's very inconvenient to the point where as you're walking down this path, you're not quite sure how they would even bring artillery down. here. It wasn't man-made. Perhaps they had a, another way of transportation, but you know they weren't going to be able to drag things through the path that you're going. Down. How high would you say we are? Probably right before, I don't know how high this would be in real life, but like right before where like the mountain would probably start to get cold. I would say you're about 2,500 feet up. So you're pretty high up there. Mm -hmm. You can see over the landscape with this. Like a spoiled little prince, I use my rock creatures to float down the mountain. Yeah, so you all the sits come out and go, me, 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 and they just lift you up and they gingerly float you down this down this path next to you. I think Drell actually really loves being this high up. Mm. I think he kind of just feels really at home. So I feel like he's kind of just walking down in enjoyment. Cause I mean, it's been a while since he's been that high. Okay. As I'm floating down, I do get, I have some SIDS giving me a, like a shoulder rub as we go down. And I do use, uh, I guess I just want to use it just in case. <laughs> I use one of my new features and it's called Tireless. And as an action, I can give myself 1d8 plus two temporary hit points. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right there, Sid Jr. Oh, that's Meep. a spot. Meep. Oh, man. You guys got to try this floating thing. This is great. <laughs> I'm like He's giving you the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> like laying on one hand with my shoulder down. <laughs> um, Everybody give me a nature check as you are navigating down this mountain. Or survival. Or survival. Would I oh. roll this with advantage? Because I was born on a mountain? Yeah, we're from the... True. Uh, Drell, you can absolutely roll with advantage. What about me? Uh, Menace, as a ranger, I would let you roll with advantage. Woo! 21. Uh, wow, at least one of us. Roll noise. I rolled a nat one and a two, so. 
I got a seven. <laughs> With Minus' expertise of the wilderness and mountains, and Drell's expertise dragging you guys behind and slowing you down, Drell is taking. <laughs> Drell is opting for every wrong direction possible. Yeah, is guys, still the I don't even think we should leave yet. Why don't we just hang right. out up here for a little bit? <laughs> like, what's the rush? So, with Drell's not knowing where to go, it's effectively slowing you down here and there with the constant arguing to the point where, like, Drell thinks his knowledge of the mountains is vast, vastly superior to. Uh, yeah, my SIDs are like feeding me grapes as I go down this mountainside. I'm like, I see the good areas to go because I'm floating above them. Like, oh, no, I think I'm over here. Bro, his best friend is literally a tiny mountain. <laughs> no, it's a rock. It's not a mountain. But like, a, well, it's a well, mountain, get it, Reginald. What's well, a mountain, you just, you just wouldn't get it. A bunch of rocks, right? Oh, that's right, right? No. It's a bunch of rocks. See, look, you don't even know. You don't even know. Look, I know it's beyond your capabilities of thinking, Reginald, but you just don't get the mountains, man. You're not a mountain guy. As you're saying that, you're veering off to the wrong path again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just don't understand. So more time passes, and the morning slowly turns into the evening. And you start to make your way to the base of the mountain. You think uh, if you guys rolled a little bit better, you've gotten down faster. As you hit the base of the mountain, the rocky path that you've been following slowly turns into a dirt path into a very less traveled path. The grass is now becoming overgrown and you are kind of struggling to stay on it because it's just worn by time. Nobody has been here in a long time or has used this path in a very long time. You don't see these landmarks that you did on top of the mountain as the mountains are now kind of surrounding you like a valley as they slowly start to turn into grassy, craggy hills, lightly covered with snow. The sounds of birds ease into your ears. You start to hear bugs again and normal uh, everyday life, which is very strange to you after spending a seemingly unknown amount of time in Shadowfell. This is like all becoming new to you again. And then you hear rustling from the foliage, somebody stepping around. You hear the sound of like an older man having some trouble stuck in some tall grass off to your side. Do, do I know? Do we know where the noise is coming from? It's just like we can find the direction. You clearly hear it off to your left somewhere, but there's a yeah. lot of tall grass, so you can't see. I slowly pull out my sling and I kind of look at Armos. Before he even. As soon as someone locks eyes with me and I hear the noise, I am full on ready to cast Eldritch Blast in that direction. Just from all of the the PTSD yeah, almost, that we yeah. had living in the other direction. Reginald's rubbing your shoulders. I'm full yeah. on ready to blow anything up use those, that looks in the wrong. Use those powers that I gave you. Yeah, you've been training for this moment. Yeah. I don't even hear him. <laughs> yeah, I do some hand motions and sneak over to the noise. Go ahead and make me a... Another survival check as you're trying to navigate through the grass. Or if you're trying to sneak up on them. Stealth check. Oh, you want to sneak? Yeah, yeah make sneak. me a stealth check, though. 29. Mm, it's okay. 24. Damn. I ain't moving. You're staying on yeah. this loose dirt yeah. road. <laughs> I'm ready to just shoot through if I start hearing things. Yeah, we're circling <laughs> to flank while Armos is just ready with his finger guns. Mm -hmm. Drell, Menace, as you are stealthily traversing through this tall grass, being as quiet as a mouse, 
slowly part some tall grass blades. And you see this older man in nice cloth clothes that have been well-traveled in. So he looks dirty from being outside. Old man, bald spots, kind of like a St. Anthony. Big old bald spot in the back of his head. Gray, bushy beard. And he is currently on his butt, holding his foot, trying to get these little spiked pricklies out of the bottom of his foot. And you see that his shoe is off. The other foot has a sandal, so you can see how it fell off a little. You can see how it fell off, but he's struggling trying to get this prickle out of the sole of his foot. He's like, ah, ah, oh, they sneak up on you, I swear, they sneak up on you. Ah, ah. And he manages to pull it out, and he sniffs his toes. He's like, oh, they smell. Ugh. And he's trying to get back up. He goes, oh, where's they? Where's my shoe? Where's my shoe? And he's hopping on one leg looking for his other shoe and as he's looking you do see where it is it's like behind him he just clearly lost track of it. with my stealth check can i get literally right up behind him yeah yeah i, I kind of walk up gingerly i look up at him real short how tall is he hunched over um like 5 10 5 11 I, I, I look up and i'm just like huh i look back at drell kind of shrug and i look at this guy and i Smack the back of his leg. Go, hey! He jumps up and he lands on his foot and um his bare foot steps on another prickle. Hey! Oh, I'm Laura. Pops it out. Oh, you okay, buddy? I'm a lot better now. Seem a little hurt and lost. You see my other shoe? Kind of looks like this one. Yeah, it's over there. I point. Oh, Sid, Sid, grab that shoe if you could. Oh, wow, magic rocks. Well, I, I guess I would be doomed if you didn't come here. Um, George Bjord, nice to meet you. And he sticks out his old hand. George Bjord. That's my name. Name's Minis Pebblewalker. Soon to be. <clears throat> my name's Minis Pebblewalker. Nice to meet you. <clears throat> and I shake his hand. And he gingerly shakes yours back. Why are you doing out here traveling all alone by yourself? You looking for the, uh, the swivel shrooms too? The swivel shrooms? Yeah, swivel shrooms. And I'm not here all alone. Drell! I pop my head out of the long grass. What? Ah, tall guy! <laughs> I like try to put like the high grass like in my beard as well to try to camouflage. <laughs> Minus, you weren't supposed to let him know I was here. Oh, sorry. Uh, t turn around. Pretend he didn't see that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Turns around. All right, all right, Drill. Come on, you you come out. You, do, do you want to sneak? You, what are you doing? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You guys know where the road is. I kind of lost my bearings. Um, didn't really keep track of the sun when I was walking through, and I don't know which way I'm going because I don't know which way is north or east or whatever because it's right high in the sky. Uh, well, we're uh, we're trying to find the road here too, buddy. Uh, here and I. Oh, thanks, Sid. And I grabbed the shoe from Sid, handed to uh, what's his name oh, again? Oh, great, George Bjord. Right, Bjord. And he puts his uh, sandal boot back on. He goes, ah, much better. All right, sit down. Uh, sit down, let's rock over here. And I pull out my one of my health, uh, one of my medicates, and I just patch up his foot a little bit before putting oh, the shoe back on. Oh, perfect. As you, uh, you know, gauze his foot, he does that weird toe wiggle to you. He goes, oh, I've been chilling like this years. Very yeah, calloused. I put some uncomfortably calloused. I, I don't tell him what it is, but I do put some like, like homemade deodorant, <laughs> like herbal stuff on his feet to help with the smell. <laughs> oh, a medi petty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty fucking funny. All right, <laughs> you're all patched up, buddy. Uh, hey, we're uh, we're trying to find the road ourselves. If you want to join us for a second? You're more than welcome. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you safe through the woods. 
Uh, you know, just, uh, as long as you're kind to us, we'll be kind to you. Oh, absolutely. Are you traveling adventures by any chance? We are, and, uh, Drell, where's Armos? All you see is just two red eyes <laughs> in the bushes staring and just a purple kind of, uh, glow coming from below, just ready to blast anything. <laughs> hey, Armos, that guy is kind of old, right? He doesn't need his <clears throat> hands. What would you say? Drell nudges Menace. See, I told you. <laughs> you see his red eyes kind of roll a little bit, just like as he keeps staring at him. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Just worry about that delicious electric blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. Hey, Armos. And I wave. <laughs> that's, that's our buddy Armos in the bushes over there. Oh, George Beyond. And he tries to shake you, your two's hands. And then walks past you as you ignore him, and he goes back. <laughs> and you see when he like gathers his things, he has like a he has a backpack, and then he also has like a bindle. And uh, for if you if you don't know what a bindle is, it's like a little imagine the uh, old timey polka dot uh, cloth at the end of a stick that you see people walking on the side of a railroad where they keep like their personal belongings. And he picks up, he uh, shrugs it over his shoulders, and he walks down the road. He goes. I'm actually glad I met you, and uh, I actually deal with adventurers quite often. They, uh, some of them sheik me out. Why, why are they sheiked? He looks around, and he kind of looks over his shoulder. Like, well, this place is, uh, you know, I don't like to do business with uh, a lot of people around, but uh, you fellas helped me out, so I'll cut you a deal. I'll actually give you a little discount to see the way. She, I'm a bit of a magic arms dealer. You hear that, Reginald? He's got magic arms. Oh, boy! <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he says magic, I'm right behind him, and I'm grabbing him by the whatever coat he has. Oh, you came over here real quick. <laughs> Here's the deal. Now, I'm giving you a discount, all right? But I have a very, very important policy that I follow, okay? Now, my ways don't just come from anyway. Where do they come from? Mm, from beyond the void, you might say. 800 gold to view my ways. Come and see and travel prepared. To purchase my goods, you must pay the toll. No oh tricks, no fools, no hubbubaloos. From George Bjord. Gotta pay the troll toll. I hate paying covers. I never go to pay a cover. It doesn't make any sense. You pay money to go spend more money. <laughs> Can I tell if he's uh, being honest or not? Make me an insight check. I want to do an arcana check to see if he actually seems magical in any way. I got a 15 on insight. I got a 14. He, from your 14 and 15 insight check, you really feel that he's got some shit to sell you. And Amros, what was your arcana check? 25. There is an immense amount of magic coming from a specific point on this old man, Armos. Specifically, it's Bindle. You know, I don't like cover charge as much either, Drill, but I'm getting a good vibe from this guy. Yeah, but it's 800 gold. Just wait, is it 800 gold per person or is it per person? It's per person. Wow. It's, yeah, it's 800 gold. gold just to see what the fuck he has. Well, I don't think I even have that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how rich this guy thinks we are. What if I trade you stuff? Can I trade you things to see your wares? Maybe if we got some things that are worth that much, then I'm open. I uh, I take out my tentacle staff. What about this oh. thing? Ooh. <laughs> Look, that's a good that staff. That should go almost. in. That could cover part of your cover. <laughs> How much are we talking? He gets up in there and he looks at the tentacles and he jiggles it and he goes, mm. I'd give you 350 for it. Mm. 
We need 500. What about my necklace of fireball? 800. Oh, it's 800 to view his wares each. How about my necklace of fireballs? I think you used all of them, though. No, I got one charge left. Like 50 gold. But it has at least six charges left. Steps to check. Damn it. I reroll those. How much do I have? I don't think I've anything for this. I got 13. I've seen used magic ways before. Let me tell you, that's pretty used. I gave you 50 gold for it. Dang it. I'll just keep it. I'll keep it. It's fine. Look, I'll show. I'll, let me give you a little teaser to let you know how serious I am. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Takes out his bindle and he goes, I'm going to show you one item. Sticks his arm in the bag. Shing. He pulls out a holy avenger. Excuse me? What? <laughs> yeah. Shing. Puts it back in, in the bindle. Worst. Seals it back up. Drill, 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 drill. Give me the bag. What? Give me the bag real quick. The bag. The bag. <gasps> what? Don't. Beans? I'm not giving them my beans. Not the beans, Drell. The bag bag. But I want my stuff, Minus. No, the shared bag. Oh, the shared bag. Mm -hmm. The the Armos can't the Armos can't touch bag. Yeah, the Armos can't touch bag. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't lie. I've kind of been keeping my stuff in the shared bag. So I'm gonna have to go through it real quick. And I go through it. I like, have you really? <laughs> I, I, just, I believe that. I just didn't really carry around all this shit. And I just like pull out the trident, pull out the, pull out the giant slayer, pull out my axes, be like, sorry, hold on, it's in here somewhere. And I and then eventually I give Minus the bag. Wait. God damn it. Alright, what about this? And I like, so I, I just imagine Drell like digging through and then like turning around hell fast and showing him stuff and then turning back around and grabbing something else and turn around and showing it. <laughs> and then I, um, I pull out the horn of safe sailing. I go, how much for oh, this? Damn. I give you. He looks at it. <clears throat> like blows into it just oh, a little come bit. On, now I got to clean it. What? Okay. what are you doing? <laughs> Stop touching it. I give you 150 <laughs> gold for the horn. Okay, I can't. This guy's nah. just too expensive. And I just put the stuff back Wait, in it. How about these three red shard arrows? I mean, nor magic arrows. <laughs> oh, wait, give him the rapier too. Oh, oh yeah, and this and and this uh, blood shard. I mean, magic rapier. <laughs> arrows, two fifty a pop. Oh. Rapier, six hundred. All right. <laughs> now we're on to something. <laughs> now we know what he wants. Fuck. <laughs> Quite honestly, we have a fuck ton of gold, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys have, like, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I that'll do I it. I, dude, I, I don't. I don't have a lot of money. That's why you I make Armos pay for everything. Well, with those, with the arrows and the rapier, we only have to pay 350 each. Can I? I want to roll... I guess would it be an insight check when Minus pulls out everything with like the blood shards? Mm. I just want to see if I can make more of like a like a read on this guy, like what he's actually up to. Well, me an insight check. <sighs> it's a six. He really wants to sell you shit. I also got a six. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even see him make a face when he pulls out items until you present it to him. All right, guys, here's the deal. We're the blood shard bandits, but today we may just be bandits, okay? We robbed this guy. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, almost. He's got magic. Healing, He's going to fuck man. us up. Yeah. I say we just give him all the blood shard weapons and call it a Whoa. day. We got a big bag of blood shards. I'm cool uh, with giving up some weapons. So I'll give him how much for the, the uh, morning star? Or not morning star. It was the uh, Groff's longsword. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how much for this? 
Rapier looks a bit better, but uh, I can give you 250. Alright, so what if we give you all this, but we get about 150 credit towards whatever you have? He looks at the items and he looks at you. Make me a persuasion check. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let oh, me God. do the persuasion. Let me do the persuasion. No, Drell has to do the persuasion. He no. asked it. No. He asked the question. Fuck. It's in that one. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> Oh wait, I'll Lucky. use a luck roll. I'll use a luck roll. I'll use a luck roll. Okay. Fuck. But we know what happens when I use these on persuasion no. checks. This is gonna be the the first time it works. Fuck, oh. it's a six. Uh. Dude, I'm rolling like shit right now. Do you wanna use another luck or inspiration? Yeah, I'll use an inspiration. Oh no. I think this what? game just hates me, bro. Oh I've not rolled anything higher than a nine so far today. <laughs> Fuck. Alright. I'm using a second luck point. <laughs> Alright, I'm fucking done, dude. I'm fucking done. Too. This, this is insane. Alright, so I think I get to still pick the highest one or no? I just I, I just you got one more luck point. You could use all your points. You'd be already this far. You might as well try to get the 150 credit, right? It's fucking great. Well, if he says no, then I'm just gonna oh, not give him everything. God. <laughs> Alright, fuck it. I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my last this one is, on this guy. This is gonna be this the moment. fucking work. Nat fucking 20, dude. Yay. Let's go. <laughs> I love how cheap Drell is that he's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> so and he goes, 150 to credit? Okay, that's the deal. And he sticks out his hand and he goes to Wait. shake on it. Uh, I shake his hand with the tentacle ride. Because <laughs> I give it to him. He takes your items and he goes, all right. Let's do this. He counts it. He goes, okay. Takes a few steps back. So he goes, okay. He takes off his bindle. He puts it down. He unfolds it, and as he unfolds it, you see like this tiny um, void. It looks like there's a hole that goes straight into the ground. And he goes, okay, rapiers, arrows, longsword, tentacorad. All right, are you ready to see the magic ways? Yes. He jumps in the hole, the, the, the bindle goes, and the whole thing disappears and vanished. I we use don't get a, reaction? a spell. You hear once he jumps inside the hole, as there is something left under the red checkered cloth that he used as his bindle. And you can see it lifting slightly underneath. What is it? Are you going to lift it to find out? I might as fucking well. <laughs> we just got fucking scammed. <laughs> and, and I lift up the fucking thing. <laughs> see what it is. Drell, you lift this cloth. And on the ground... And conveniently enough, as if it was instinctual to check your pocket, you see a gold cat coin on the ground, winking at you. As your gold cat coin that you got from Shadowfell is no longer in your pocket. And it winks at you, and it goes, <laughs> and disappears. Drell. <laughs> Drell, what was your coin doing there? Drell starts running down the road. <laughs> Drell! Uh, Can we assume that Drell's coin fucked us and this was the fucking of... So, Menace, if you remember, your cat coin activated uh, when you try to eat food. I remember that. Your gold coin disappeared after a short amount of time. Drell's coin has now disappeared after meeting George right. Bjord. So he's gone. He's gone. He's out. Everything with him gone. 
Well, I appreciate you guys, um, <laughs> you know, helping me get out of my debt. All right, so, uh... I like it, Draw. You're thinking on the bright side of the mountain. <laughs> Would we really lose? I mean, a few blood shards doesn't even really matter. Dude, the next person we meet is getting shot with Eldritch Blast. For sure. No doubt about it. I don't see the problem, guys. The coin disappeared. What is the big deal? Why are you crying so much? So the three of you angrily continue down this dirt path. Seething. Seething is right. I mean, you guys think about it. You don't have to lug around all that stuff anymore, you know? Lying alone. Exactly, Reginald. That's what I've been trying to tell him. The three of you continue on your way as the tall grass around you hinders your view as you are chopping down and making way. Everyone make me a survival check as you continue to walk down this rocky, grassy path. Eight. Ten. Twenty. Wow. Look at you, Armos. <laughs> Look at me. Oh, no, we have to go this way. And Armos, with a 20, you notice a set of footprints. <gasps> However, it's a dead man. it is not boots or hooves of your companions. Mm -hmm. It's a very weird footprints. What size? About the size of your hand. Not overly big. Mm -hmm. Not too small, but they were ahead of you as you were making this path, and it looks like the footprints is, um, the foot has three toes on it, very distinct uh, claws, claw imprints into the ground. I uh, get Menace to come over and take a look at these, because he's uh, a ranger, right? He might have some tracking ability. You see these? Look at these. What's up, Armos? Uh, wow. Footprints. Wow. Uh. <laughs> What are they? What? Oh, what, they what? What do you want? You want? Oh, uh, do I? Do I know? Like, go ahead and make me a nature check. But do you have any abilities to like know if something's like a beast or not? No, I don't have a spell that would help with that. Uh, but I did get a twenty, uh, unnatural twenty on my on my check on my nature check. From the impression of the footprint, you know that it has like a hooked foot. When you examine it, you can see, like, how much of the uh, indent is on the foot. So you can tell that this is, like, a hooked-footed creature. More precisely, you notice that these footprints, you're sensing a bit of emotion from, like, it was backpedaling. So it went forward, stopped, looked left, then looked right, and then turned around, and then went off into the brush on top of some rocks where there aren't any footprints. I don't know what this is. Maybe it's a chicken... Maybe it's a cockatrice, but uh, it's scared of something that was in front of it, I think. Don't like that. So the footprints, what? where did they lead? Do they lead into some bushes? They lead into... It looked like it dived into the tall grass, but in the area it leapt to was mostly rocky and not dirt, so it wasn't leaving any more footprints. What's the, what's the vegetation like here? Are we in like a thick forest? No, it's like, there's no trees. It's like just really tall, high grass. Like you see the occasional tree oh. sticking out, but you're in okay. You're in like mountain, the untamed grassland around the foot of a mountain. Menace, you wanna you wanna float up there and maybe take a look at what's ahead? Yeah, I could do that. All right, gang. <clears throat> Round two, float. <laughs> Get my rocks together, <laughs> and uh, I start. Floating up above the grass. Yeah, go ahead and make me a perception check as you float up 20 feet, 30 feet, just above the grass to see where you are. 10. 
what you see as you hover above the grass is that you see this clear path and your path is not as straight as you thought it was. It's actually a bit curvy and windy and it, you realize it's taking you longer than it should have because you're, you're losing your way a little bit. Okay. And you see some grass ruffling in the distance, maybe like 120, 150 feet out from you. And the path that you're heading, that tower that you saw from the top of the mountain, there's smoke coming from it. Black, thick, black smoke. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, d there's uh, uh, something the grass ahead, and there's smoke uh, at that tower. Uh, uh, I think we're off the path a little bit. Let's just go around that grass, Russell, and uh, hurry on up. All right, lead on. And uh, can I, like... Can I tell, is the grass that's rustling like away from the path? If I it's lead off us along to the, the side, path? it's off to the side. So you would have yeah, to like, so if I lead us back to the path now that I'm floating, can I get us on the right trajectory? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to stay up in my floating for a minute. As you guide through the grass path, you see that it be, the area starts to become more hilly and you just see the top of this tower from the distance with this black smoke coming up and. A few more moments pass as you're now rushing along and you see that this tower is indeed on fire. Roaring flames. You do hear the sound of people just screaming shit, and panic and worried. Malora, 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 Malora. We gotta go, guys. There are people in need. <laughs> I uh, kind of drop down from my swarm and start sprinting. Uh, it's gonna be okay, whoever you are. Wait, wait minutes. It could be a before I can oh, say trap. I keep running? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Here we are. So the three of you are going to keep going? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to run after Menace because he's... I'm not necessarily running to the tower. I'm trying to catch up to him to get him to wait, but... I'm trailing behind. A little too far back. Yeah. You run further and further as you, the three of you are now booking it. And then... Psh, you burst out of this tall grass. <laughs> and the grass becomes a lot more tame. And you see that over the hill line in front of you is where the smoke has come up. You see more of this tower, and you see these roaring bright orangey yellow flames from the tip of it. You come up over the hill, and down from below the hill, there is, it looks like a checkpoint area. You see a bunch of walls that are guarding a road. They're not keeping anybody out. They are about half, uh, they're about like waist high walls, more for decoration to let people know that this is an encampment safe encampment there are some burning smaller tents and patios and then in the center there is this large guard tower and it is completely engulfed in flames the fire is now starting to spread through the tents and just outside the like the waist high walls you see people and they're like panicking and you hear voices from inside the tower it sounds like people are trapped inside along the road at the base of the tower look like dead guards you see an assortment of different races halflings gnomes humans half elves all in common clothes with backpacks on various travel supplies and they are over the wall and they're like screaming they don't know what to do and you hear voices from it within the tower yelling what are the three of you doing uh, it's more of what Menace is doing because we're chasing him. <laughs> so I, I mean, I just I stop at the entrance uh, where the walls converge. Like, oh, 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 guys, there are people in trouble. 
Do we see do we see anyone that maybe looks like they started this or do we just see people in need in the fire? At a glance, you just see people in need because like the whole area is like starting to become on the whole area is like lit on fire. Are we near any of the dead bodies? So no, you're like just on the outside of this area and you see that there are various people along the walls and they're all like, what, we gotta do something. Somebody call the guard. Like, this is the guard. This is who we come to for help on the road. What are we, what happened? All right, all right. huddle. Quick huddle, guys. All right, we've been trained a while. We've been doing a good job saving people. Now's another chance, okay? Three, two, one, bless. And I bless <laughs> the three of us. Really gotta start getting paid for this. <laughs> um. Okay, and then... Yeah, so I guess do we do we all three of us want to go to the tower or do we want Minus to try to see if there's people around the area in need and Armos and I can go to the tower? Besides the dead guards in the middle of the street that look very bloodied, like there's puddles of blood around each of the bodies. You don't see anybody else that's hurt. They're all kind of gasping and looking at each other for help. Yeah, I run over to someone who's gasping with my uh, healer's kit. Like, oh, do you need help? Do you need assistance? What, what, assistance? What happened here? The, the tower just went up in flames and people started popping. They started to popping. pop. Uh oh. They started to pop. You talking to like you talking to a halfling? He's like, ah, they, just, they just the guards they stumbled out of the, the tower and then they just popped. You don't know what was going on. And then you see like more halflings and elves and they're like holding each other, but like they just dropped dead in the middle of the street. After hearing that, uh, Armos starts to get quickly to the uh to the tower everybody roll me initiative what <laughs> 18 got a nine 17 ah. <laughs> starting at the top of the round at initiative 18 drell as the three of you arrive at the crossroads with this burning tower ablaze you see these bloody dead bodies 30 feet in front of you what are you doing and we hear voices from the inside of the tower yes right at the top uh, okay, so I'll just spend my um, full turn just uh, dash, dashing straight um, up the staircase of the tower. You run past these bodies, and your footsteps are splashing in their blood. Excuse me. And you see that as Burn you're me. jumping over these bodies, running towards the staircase, it looks like chunks of them are missing. Oh, my God. Who could be sick? Not in any particular order. This so run gross. to the staircase, and you make it to the tower. We're going to move to initiative... 17, almost. Drill dashes to the tower. I am going to cast a spell, and I'm going to cast uh, Truth Seeing on myself. So, spell gives willing creature that you touch the ability uh, to see things as they are. For the duration, the, the creature has true seeing and notices secret doors hidden by magic and can see through ethereal planes all out of 120 feet. So, I can see, like, Invisible things, Wild. things of that nature. Just making sure that the coast is clear. With your true seeing ignites, your eyes become red as they are glossed over with white sheen to them. As your true seeing becomes active, you should look at these dead bodies and you see a bit of magic dark residue around the wounds of these falling guards that have popped the same essence the same feeling that you would get from a blood shard mm. you see the residue and it begins to like uh sparkle off the body where the wounds are 
And then you see like little footsteps, very tiny, maybe blood drops, maybe some of this blood shard fairy dust that you're seeing with your true sight lead into the tower. With that information, I know Drell's in trouble. And uh, I shout to him, Drell, be careful. And I sprint after him and uh, tell Menace, we got to get to the tower quickly. <laughs> All right. Tower. Got it. Okay. Okay. You run into the tower and you can make it to the door on this turn. We're going to go to initiative nine. Menace. I pull out my <laughs> uh, new rapier and my Ching. mace of disruption. <laughs> I start Boom. dual wielding. I look down Ching. at this guy that was injured and scared. I go, all right, <sighs> I'm going to go check this out. Don't pop while I'm gone. And I run. <laughs> Ching, Ching. You bang your weapons together and you dash to the door. So the three of you are entering this flaming tower. Mm -hmm. Boom. You burst into this flaming, blazing tower. Ahead of you is a staircase that leads straight up down this hallway. To your left, there is a doorway. To your right, there is a doorway, but that looks like it's on fire and there is stuff in the way, clearly barricading the opposite side. You hear voices coming from up the staircase. The staircase spirals. Looks like it goes all the way to the top, as you can guess from this tower. Go back to the top of the round, which is initiative 18, which is Drell. Drell rushes in the door, assesses the situation and his options, and he looks back at the guys and says, Okay, one of you stay on this floor and make sure no one's here that needs our help, and the other one, follow me. And I just run up the stairs towards the top where I hear the voices coming from. Your full movement with your action can get you to the next floor. You're going to make me a dexterity saving throw as you run through this blazing hallway to the staircase with a d4 and I do it with advantage because I have an advantage on dex uh, against effects that you can see while not blinded deafened or incapacitated sure uh okay so that is plus a d4 17 okay you are running down this hallway through the flames not getting singed by it I'm like covering my hammer in one hand and I am grabbing my beard to make sure like no ash like embers <laughs> land on my beard and catch it on fire with the other one as I run through and I just go hot 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 <laughs> I also pulled my bandana down from off my forehead to cover my mouth to like nice. help me breathe through That's the cool. smoke cool we're gonna move to initiative 17 which is Armos as you see Drell dashing down the blazing hallway Rachel's like, oh, I think it's actually pretty nice in here. What do you think? What do you think, Armos? I think it's pretty uh, nice. Yeah, you know, it doesn't bother me too much. I'm pretty resistant to this stuff. <laughs> After Drell's, you know, said that he needed someone to go with him, I saw Menace give the thumbs up that he's going to stay behind, so I follow Drell up the stairs. You follow Drell right up the spiraling staircase, and you're going to yeah. make me a dexterity saving throw. Is it because of you are running through the flames. I would, maybe it's a good assessment that you're running in a burning downtown. <laughs> 17. You're just walking past the flames as you are just akin to them in your teeth-like <laughs> nature, and you follow Drell up the blazing staircase. Minus, going over to you, you just see your friends go up the spiral staircase with a door to your left. So what are you doing? Hey, you guys got this. I'll check in here, and uh, I guess I'll go to my right first, where I see a bunch of rubble. Uh, I'm assuming this is a doorway that I can get through. It is. It is a doorway, but it is like barricaded with broken, uh, with broken furniture. You can see through it, and there is a dead body on the floor, on top of all this rubble. And right above him, you see a massive burning hole that you can 
assume that he fell through. You could deduce that he fell through this hole from the ceiling and crashed down here. Yeah. There is blood all over the broken furniture and rubble that came from above. Uh, as a small, smaller creature, is it easy enough for me to kind of shimmy through, or do I have to break it? You'll be able to get through. Go ahead and make me a acrobatics check. If you can think of a better role than acrobatics check, if not, you're going to lose your action getting stuck in this rubble. DC 12. Uh-oh. Got a nine <laughs> acrobatics check. I'm going to use my inspiration die. I just want this to not go the way it's going. And I got less than that. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) You are stuck in this rubble, and I'm going to need you to make me a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage as you are stuck. First one was an at 20. You gonna do me like that? I am gonna do you like that. Thank goodness, a 15. You managed to save yourself from these roaring flames, despite that you are stuck. We're gonna go back to initiative 18, which is Drell. On initiative 18, Drell, you have dashed to the second floor. You can keep going up, or you could enter this floor if you'd like, but this staircase goes all the way up. Um, I'm gonna yell to Armos to check this floor, and I'm gonna keep moving upward. Just gonna Armos. Once you get up to this next floor, go ahead and give it a look. I'll meet you up top, and then I'll just keep running up the stairs, I guess. Okay, you continue to dash up the blazing cobblestone stairs, and as you are running, you're gonna make me another dexterity. Uh, second, second one's a nat twenty. You just take that one. You're breezing through this, and you continue to climb the staircase. We're gonna go over to Armos on initiative seventeen on this blazing cobblestone staircase. What are you doing on the second floor? Yeah, so I'll go until go into this set of rooms until I can see if there's anything worth worthwhile, which is what? I don't know. About 20 you feet. You move 15 feet into the hallway and you open the door on your left and you see that this is the um, sleeping quarters of the tower. You see a bunch of empty bunks. They are on fire, you see singed wood flooring below you, and you see a bunch of footlockers on each of the four bunks. And then you see another door at the other end of that room. From the layout, you can assume that rooms uh, go all around the tower. Behind Ooh. you in the hallway, there is another room that would be on your right side, but that is completely ablaze. Mm. You would not be able to walk in there. And I don't hear anything on this floor, correct? Other than the roaring flames, no, but you hear some weird sounds above you. Okay. I say screw this and I go sprinting after Drell. You use the rest of your movement and your dash action to follow Drell up yep. this tower onto the third floor. We're going to go to initiative nine, which is Minus, stuck in this rubble trying oh. to get to the room. Oh, oh God. Oh, okay. All right, Sid, we're going to get through this. Me, uh. me. <laughs> I pull myself out uh, and into this uh, room on the right. And uh, can I uh, can I just simply pull myself out now that I've gone through that? Yes, yeah, so you use your turn to get stuck and you burst through. Yeah. And you are now in this room that is slightly less on fire, but it is a larger amount of rubble. Is is the man in front of me clearly just dead? Yes. Yeah. The oh, face, uh, t- his face is towards the ground. It's very bloody. And I look up. Do I notice anything about the hole? There's a wide hole that looks like it goes all the way to the third floor. <laughs> and then when you look down at the body, you see that something's under it and it's moving. All right. So I push the body off. <laughs> this monstrosity of something that you've never seen before, a ball of flesh with 
limbs. It has a human hand. As you see, one of the as the uh, the dead guard in front of you is missing an arm. You see that its arm is like growing out of this ball of flesh that essentially just a mouth with grown mutated limbs to walk, and it is snapping <laughs> at you. <laughs> Armors, if you can hear me, look out for monsters. And it comes out from underneath the body and it is snapping. It has all these weird orangey blood red eyes. It has half. It looks like where it came out from the body. It has like that chunk of flesh that it took with it. And then the body like mutated and manifested the rest of it to make this oddly shaped moving mouth as it begins to snap and it lunges at you. We're gonna move to initiative 18. Drell, I don't get to attack or anything. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely, you still have the rest of your action. What would you like to do? No, Dan, like literally you just moved. sit there and think about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I start attacking this damn thing. It's coming at me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just uh, gonna start attacking twice with my rapier first. Ooh, baby. Uh, with a 21 and a Ooh. 26 to hit. Yeah, those both hit. Yeah, and I will be taking uh, an offhand attack with my Mesa Disruption. Oh my. With a 24 to hit. That will hit. So I hit for 27 damage with my Rapier. <laughs> Seven damage with my Mace of Disruption. As you hit it with your Mace, it just collapses and falls apart as you just bash this monstrosity into the floor. <laughs> and it's just like twitching. <laughs> <sighs> it's okay, Sid. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not scared. You're scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's my turn, I guess. We're going to jump to initiative 18, Drell, as you make it to the third floor with Armos. Down the hallway to your left, you see this collapsed in doorway. To your right, you see an open door. The left way, you are not able to go through as flames are just roaring at him. You would like to walk through the place. I will not. And um, I will um, head to the right then. You move you move 15 feet towards the other end of the hallway and you make a right. You enter this room. And the room is ablaze. This looks more of like a storage area and a lookout point within the tower. And you see like bags pressed up against the wall and the windows uh, along the outer wall of the tower are all on fire. Very smoky. So can I see in the me the room I'm immediately in, and it's empty? It is empty, but it's very much a blast. Yeah, so I'll continue the 15 feet into the next room then. You go into this next room, and you kick open the front door, and there is this massive hole in front of you. The floor looks collapsed in on itself, and it is on fire. You need to jump over this hole to make it to the other side if you wish to continue. You do hear voices coming from next room over but it looks it sounds like sounds of struggle okay is there anything that it is there anything near the hole that looks like i can fasten something to that would like sturdily hold like a rope it is a collapsed in floor so ideally what i want to do is i want to make like a fireman pole with a rope I want to just toss, like, I want to tie the rope to something on the wall and then throw it down the hole. So if Armos or I... You can use your action to make a survival check, and you can fasten a rope. And depending how good that survival check is, will determine how sturdy it is. Cool. Good idea. Um, just because I'm making an emergency exit plan. <laughs> uh, 
Um, that's an eight. <laughs> you go to tie some of this rope, and the the structure is so badly damaged that you, that uh the beam just like collapses as you see it's not structurally sound. Fuck. We're gonna move to Armos Initiative Seventeen. Oh, I'm sorry, Drell. Dre make me a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, and but because I tried to turn the uh, tie the rope and it collapsed, um, it really pisses me off and I go into a rage. <laughs> sure, you're in a. And while you're in a rage, go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, there you go. Not bad. Uh, Thirteen. You are gonna take twenty-two points of fire oh, damage as you singe yourself as as debris, flaming debris, falls on top of you as you are tying this rope. Hot, 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 hot. We go to initiative 17. Armos, as you see, Drell dash into the room at the edge of the hallway, working his way around. What are you doing? Right as I show up, I see him tying some t miserable knot as the, the rope just falls to the ground. And he, he gets all red and mad. It's hot. Uh, oh, it's hot, not hot, that hot. bad. Don't you come from mountains? How does that work? Yo, what does that even mean? Well, you don't have fire on your mountains? No. <laughs> It's lava. There's a, there's a difference. No, your mountains are engulfed in flame and blood. Uh, Reginald, I think we gotta teach you about some mountains, buddy. Oh, excuse <laughs> me for being raised in another dimension for millions of years. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm the wrong one here. Oh. Is there... So there's no other way around this hole but then just to go across, correct? Correct. Can I skirt on the side even if it's the... The fire you could it is collapsing and you definitely have to make a check if you wanted to do it i missed the step across nice <laughs> oh, I, oh i love what you guys so so it'd be great <laughs> reginald is like hamped up and you missed the step across this hole absolutely what are you doing with the rest of your turn uh i'm like drill come on you're wasting time and I, I go into the next room okay and you go ahead and you go into the next room as this room looks severely more on fire you can suggest that maybe the fire originated here as as badly as it is inflamed and you're going to make me a dexterity save 15 plus 16 narrowly escaping oh. in a small explosion of flame as more rubble falls above you get out of the way at the last second <laughs> we're going to move to initiative nine minutes down at the first floor coming face to face with this Ooh, something that you've never seen before. You couldn't even describe what you just slain. What are you doing? So I, yeah, I'm, I'm like, shit is okay. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We've just been through Shadowfell, okay? It's going to be okay. <laughs> I move forward into the next room, uh, and I would just, uh, I guess, like to use a search action uh, in this room because I don't see anybody to just see if there's anything I can save. Yeah, so you, note. when you go into this room, this is um, was some sort of like recreational room or storage room of various papers and books. Go ahead and use a search action. Roll me an investigation check and let me know what you get. Um, I got a 12. Roll me a D10. Uh, four. As you're shifting through the papers, you hear a jostle of a bunch of glass bottles clinked together, and there are four greater health potions tucked wow. away onto the side under a burning book that looks... Pretty good, pretty good shape. Never been so happy to do a search action in my life. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna mount to anything. Wow. I was just gonna be like, you find a cool note. <laughs> <laughs> Greater health potions, my god. Mm -hmm. Wow. And as you do that, go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw. As I uh, move 10 more feet back, because there's nothing else to see here. <laughs> I think I nail it with a 21. Yep. You I love d d4 if you like. You are moving around this fire uh, with 
ease. As as you dodge around this fire, we're going to go back up to initiative 18, which is Drell. Struggling with the rope up on the third floor. What are you doing? Stupid freaking thing won't stick together. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to make us in a, an evacuation plan because I'm feeling a little... Uh, a little claustrophobic here um, with all the smoke, possibly regretting the decision to run into a burning building. Um, so I'm going to um, pull out one of the short swords I have, tie the rope to it, and then try to jam it just into the walls as, as hard as I can and just get it to stick. Like making my own thing that I want to like fasten it to, I guess. I would say with how strong you are, you are able to do that with as you just shove the short sword into the into the floor and tie a rope around it. And then I just throw the rope down. Pearls down the hole. It's the bottom, right on top of the dead body. That Minus is standing. Do I see this? Yes. You see the <laughs> you see the rope come down this hole. <laughs> ah, oh, that was a monster. It's okay, Sid, stop screaming! <laughs> Can I use my movement to get over the hole? You like to run and jump, you can absolutely do that. Of course I want to run and jump. Athletics, right? Acrobatics. We're athletics. It's athletic to jump. It's also acrobatics to jump. Make me an acrobatics check as you are jumping over a large hole. You try to jump an unusually long distance. Athletics. Just saying, that's in the description from yeah. me. What is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. This has got rule shark. Okay. Yeah, it's athletics. Yeah, like a long jump. That's athletics. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're absolutely right. I Here I am. Thank you. Thank standing you. corrected. Uh, <laughs> Drill, go ahead and make oh, an athletic check as you try to make a long jump over. <laughs> I cannot wait till you fail this and we just roll so <laughs> It's a 10. It's a 10. It's a 10. A 10 will pass. Oh, my As goodness. you have the ring of jumping. Oh, and yeah. Isn't yeah, that large. So the DC oh, was goodness. relatively low. But you are still going to make me a dexterity saving throw as you land in this burning room. That is a 22. You run, jump, and roll under these falling flames. Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> As we <laughs> roll into Armos's initiative, 17. What do I see? When you gaze into the last room, you have made a full circle around this tower, and you see this guard along the outer wall sitting just below a flaming window, holding his shoulder. And there is another guard across of him that looks... that. He looks popped, similar to the guards you saw out in the street, and he is barely breathing, and he's, <gasps> and he's trying to speak. Okay, so I go to the guy that's barely breathing and try to get some some answers on what's going on here. He looks at you, and he's startled, <gasps> and he's pointing to his shoulder, and you look at his shoulder, and there is a socketed blood shard pushed deep into his chest and it's pulsating. What? Barely wounded. He has multiple stab wounds. And then he points past you. Pop, pop, pop. And he points past you, behind you, towards the dead guard. While he's pointing, I just get this bad feeling. Uh, and I turn around and Eldritch Blast the other body. As you turn around, charging <laughs> up an Eldritch Blast, this monstrous mouth leaps towards you with these deformed limbs and this half of his, uh, half the body looks like the, the face of the popped guard. And it's launching at you with its massive maw. Go ahead and roll the hit as this tiny demon launches at you. Everything. God, 
uh, a 19 and an 11 and 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 a 16 because now I'm level 11. Oh, wow. Ooh, you got three Eldritch Blasts. Yep. Amazing. All three of those are going to hit. As this thing's launching at you. <laughs> How much damage are you doing? Uh, 8, 8, 12. As you unload these Eldritch Blasts, triple bursting it. This thing stops in midair and tumbles back 30 feet up against the wall and completely splits open. It falls down onto the floor. Oh! I didn't know we would see those here. That's cool. Wow! I love those little cute guys. Why you kill almost? That man. Reginald, I don't got time for this. What are they? Little more baby demons. Oh my god. Adorable. And you turn around as we move to initiative 10, you go back and you look at the body. The guard has stopped speaking and you see his shoulder bubbling, bursting out and there's another one of these tiny maw demons taking the entire shoulder and the arm falls onto the floor and begins to quickly mutate and manifest from the blood shard location and becomes another one of these giant mouths with one of its hands and it's going to lunge at you on its turn. When's his turn? Right now, it goes on initiative 10. <laughs> Damn. He goes to bite you and misses. Mm -hmm. And then he looks up at you and begins to throw up. I'm gonna need you to make me a dexterity saving. As this disgusting, putrid, red greenish vomit erupts from his mouth. Seven? <laughs> you take seven acid damage as this putrid puke lands on you and begins to sear. Go ahead and make me a constitution saving okay. throw. <laughs> oh, and at 20. <laughs> nice. You quickly get this puke off you as you like adjust yourself. But this thing is like looking up at you. This thing's only three feet tall. Maybe a little bit shorter than that, but it's a ball of flesh. And we are going to move to initiative nine minutes as you see this rope unfurl yep. right before you conveniently. <laughs> I'm definitely running to the rope as I'm running. I'm like, oh, oh, Sid, this is just like that short story my mom used to read me called Half-Life, where Ford and Greenman fought head crabs and I climb up the rope. I <laughs> 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 use my dash action to get 10 feet to the rope and then 20 feet up the rope. See a mysterious figure with a briefcase through one of the windows. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we are going to initiative 18. Uh, that will say that you use your entire dash action. And with the help of Midas, because you can float, that he's giving you a push. On your next turn, you will be on the third floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm a cool DM, right? I'm a cool guy. Right? Sometimes. Eh, I mean, Trout. you stole all our stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I said sometimes. <laughs> After jumping over the hole, um, I'm going to yell down and I'm going to say, Menace, this is more like a an, an exit route, but I guess you could come up and I'm going to just sprint into the, <laughs> the other room where Armos was. Yeah, you run into the room where Armos was and you see these two completely obliterated bodies and this balls of flesh and gook and this green acid on the floor and as the flames are erupting around you so that was your movement you go in um go ahead and make me a perception check <sighs> i wish i was better at these it's a 10. as you look around the room you see the blood splatter but you see 
you see droplets of blood leading to one of the walls outside. And in the flames, you see a blood splatter on the wall that look like letters. You can't read it from where you are through the smoke. Um, so do, are the little balls of, like, flesh, are they still, like, attacking? Like, they're Armos? They're, oh, okay, oh they're, there is, I'm sorry, there is one right in front of Armos, like, gnawing at him. Then I will go ahead and I will, for the first time, use my Dwarven Thrower um, <laughs> to throw my hammer at the one at Armos's feet. <laughs> As it's trying yeah, to nip at him. Yeah. Can we keep him almost? Come on, he's adorable. Look at him. He's a little, little walking out. He's hungry. He's hungry. Can we keep him? Bang. <laughs> Reginald, if you don't shut up, I'm going to make you kill the next one. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, that is a 14 to hit. That will hit. Okay. Um, so I do 20 damage. <laughs> boom! You throw this hammer, and, like, boom, and it just falls limp like five feet away as the hammer returns back to your hand and it's like and it's just twitching oh fine really you two you two drove yeah <laughs> me too and that is the end of my turn we go to initiative 17 almost as you are battling this mausoleum and you see this massive stone hammer just knock this little ball of flesh demon right across the floor what are you doing uh well, I wipe off my shoe. <laughs> Since I still have my true seeing, is there anything else in this room that catches Armos' eyes even? No, but you do see what Drell saw with that blood splatter leading to a wall with letters written on it. I go investigate it? Make me a perception check as you walk over. Do I get to use the plus roll on this one? No, that's on saving throws. 17. 17. Very nice. You walk over... To the end of the room, past these now two dead guards and two of these maw demon babies. And through the flames, you see in blood a written message on the wall. You see the symbols of mountains drawn in black ink, and in blood, a looks like a sun behind the mountains, the symbol of the red dawn. And written in blood, Above it, it says, first darkness. And then below it, it says, then the dawn. First darkness, then the dawn. And it is written in blood with the symbol of the red dawn in between those words written on the wall. And with a 17 perception, you notice that the floor below you begins to glow under the flaming rubble as you have just stepped on a rune. Go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw with advantage. I mean, I got an 18 already, and then if I just do <laughs> I mean, a F4 plus four, I got a 22. <laughs> oh, baby. A 22 will certainly pass <laughs> as you step on this route and instantly see it start to light up after you read this message and jump backwards as <laughs> the floor explodes below you, leaving a massive hole in the wall where the message was an elaborate trap for you to step on. And that is where we're gonna end today's session. Nice. Damn. I'm just peeking out of the hole. What happened guys? Are we good? We're cool? <laughs> I, I wanna believe that Menace pokes his head up and all of a sudden he just gets <laughs> fireballed and he, all of a sudden his hair is just flying back. He's just like, ugh. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a very frustrating and very fun first session.
Yeah. Back into the arc. <laughs> well, you know, Good. you got to ease into it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we started the arc by just getting completely scammed. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys, welcome to arc five. You now lose a bunch of cool stuff. And, yeah. Well, you know yeah, what's funny? Thanks, <laughs> I want to say right before the episode and before, like, Tony was off doing something, he's like, man, I, I really need to, like, sell some things. And we were talking about selling items. And they just got stolen from us. So that, well, technically, we did sell them for to get out of my debt. So I mean, it really yeah. does work. I mean, you know? yeah, potatoes, potatoes. You know, yeah, talking exactly. about in the after show. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a little <laughs> after show sesh. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we do that on one of those. <laughs> we do that. Yeah. Uh, just a little FYI, it has been a month. A little over a month since, since we last got together. Yeah. So you guys probably don't know, but yeah, Alex. Also, Joe's fault. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, hey guys, sorry He's I like to vacation, right? Yeah. Somebody had a quarter life crisis and had to celebrate his birthday a whole I know, month. I know. I was gone for three weeks on vacation. It was great. Loved it. We're going to yeah. talk about it on the after show, actually. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it on the after show. I'll talk yeah. about my vacation and let you guys know all the cool stuff I did. Mm-hmm. Or, mm. you know, if you don't want to do the after show, hop in the Discord and ask me yeah. and I'll tell you. Good. Ugh. Also, you know what I've actually been watching recently? Um, Dude, I really got back into uh, CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Amazing. Like, Uh, I used to watch it as a kid, like, you know, growing up like that in, like, 24 were, like, the shows we used to watch in my household. But now I'm, like, it's actually crazy because by the time this airs, it'll already be expired. But it expires off Hulu in on Saturday. So I'm on season three, almost season four. So I got to, like, grind out a few more seasons. But it's so good. So wait, good. is that the one with Ice Cube, or is no? So that's something else? that's Law and Order. So Crime Scene oh. Investigation is like I never got into um, those shows. What you never seen? Yeah. Wait, you seen Law and Order, or you haven't seen Crime Scene? This no, kid I, clearly I was, has never been homesick from school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> also, for school, yo, R.I.P. Jerry Springer, dude. Oh, uh, where is no, Jerry Springer? Let's get that. Right, you know yeah. that he was the he was the king of like homes like homesick from school. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerry Springer, Every, on, dude. everybody, uh, Jerry Springer. throw out your beads for. Uh, yep. Pour out your beads for Jerry. Yeah, Springer, pour out please. some beads, dude. Lord, rest in peace. Interesting. And with that note, we'll move on to other Patreon supporters. Wow, what a sad wit. <laughs> yeah, that was a... <laughs> All right, guys. R.I.P. Jerry Springer. R.I.P. Jerry Springer. <laughs> Say bye, everybody. Bye-bye. I'm the only one? Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the Patreon shout-outs, starting with the Bloodshard Bandits. Ulrich Shield Dust has returned from his trip to North Trillis and is excited to get back to work at the Shieldheart Forge. Unfortunately, it will take a couple days for him to reopen as Nalma made a big mess of things while he was gone. That is the last time Ulrich asks her to watch his shop while he is away. Next up is Benjamin Hayes, who has just awoken from a lengthy surgery. Vision blurry, he tumbles off the operating table. Witch doctors and artificers yell at him to calm down as he rushes to the nearest bathroom. Benjamin dry heaves, but nothing comes up as his gasps echo inside his head. Something isn't right with his arms. He rushes to the mirror and screams in horror at what stares back. Now we have Dylan Snyder. The roads to Lord Baron's Divider have become much more pleasant to travel down as sweet music notes now grace the air. 
Travelers claim to have seen an autumn eladrin weaving their way through forests while playing an ethereal flute. No one knows if these rumors are true, but sightings keep popping up closer and closer to Lord Baron's castle. The whereabouts of Julius Kendrick are yet again unknown. Murmurs have been spread around the Red Dawn that he may have been banished for letting some heroes into Shadowfell. Others say he is preparing for his next scheme. Who is to say what will become of this man? All I know is rumors have been popping up about grave sites getting robbed late at night close to the Sigic College. And Reigns. A hint to Reigns' whereabouts were found recently, however, where they were found does not bode well. His ID and staff were located, crushed into the ground with a massive footprint. Truly harrowing. The Sigic College alumni are next, starting with Andrew Hall. Andrew is currently working their way through a degree in practical magic. Illusions have been giving him a bit of trouble, so if anyone has some tips to share, please stop by the Sigma Pi Epsilon Lambda Lambda Sigma house during club hours. Artemis has recently received a Shield of Expression for winning the Sigic Safety Award. This is an honor given every year to whomever observes and writes out the most citations. The college has since amended the rule for acceptable citations, as over 50 of Artemis were titled Bullied Joe Joverson, followed by things as simple as Ignored Kemi Joe when he waved to them in the hall. And next is Robit Crisp. A Sigic College alumni has just met with Robit about his application to the Alpha Beaker Phi Grant. With enough funding, Robit hopes to scientifically put an end to the question, how would a baguette move if it could move? Now Saint Chaos. This manager of misfits strikes again. During an Arcane Focus 203 lesson, students quickly learned that their magical sticks were all replaced with wands of smiling. With an absence of evidence, Saint Chaos is the only person so far to elude Artemis and his famous citations. Warden, new to South Trillis, this nomad is looking for a place to call their own. Wandering from town to town, Warden has been making notes about the best prices on homes, food, and ale. If you see someone with a notepad and a table full of everything on the menu, please say hi and show them around town. And last but not least are Humbrea's heroes. Alex Judge Dredd is getting ready to come back from vacation. He was quoted as saying, I am the vacation. Angel the Ranger just finished having tea with Kara and Ghibli in the Riverwood Forest. She hopes to visit again soon as her pitbull has become quite friendly with Duck Norris. Man with Stone has been taken into custody as suspect number one in Man with Glasses' disappearance. Could it be a hostage scenario? Or is it murder? Sergio Rodriguez, this mysterious figure, has been seen walking into bars late at night. After following him in, no one can seem to find Sergio. Something fishy is going on here. Abdul Rahman, another new face to South Trillis. This person is looking for work. They just finished helping the town of Dilmore rebuild, so perhaps they will settle down there. Terminal No Name. This man created a new sport in Holbeck called Rocket Boot League, where you strap rocket boots to carts and try to get a wicker ball in the opponent's net. 
Thank you again to all our amazing supporters. If you would like to hear your name read here, please go to patreon.com slash dnd404 and sign up to the respective tier. All right, Minus out.